You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. So, open your box. Did anyone get anything? Is anyone? No one got anything. Not even one? Man. Oh, oh, okay, someone did get something. Raise your hand if you got something. That's interesting, it's all over here. You guys sat in the wrong spot. Um, Cool, all right, listen, I'm telling you, what was in the box, if you were were blessed enough, because we're not lucky in church, uh, if you were blessed enough to receive one, uh, I, in my opinion, it's one of the best things ever created by mankind, which is a candy cane Hershey's Kiss. Um, if you're a chocolate lover, maybe not the best thing ever, like David Kennard's a chocolate lover, but I don't eat Hershey's Kisses generally, but these are addictive. There's a real crunch in there. You can eat it right now, too. It's okay. And uh, I have a bag here, and I, I just, this is a thing for me. Like, this is one of the things that says Christmas is these things. And uh, who, I just saw someone wave at me already. So I'm going to whip a few of these out. If your hand-eye coordination is bad, you might want to get low. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can make it way back there, Alan, but, all right, oh, oh, that bounced. All right, someone else, wait, I had a hand up. Okay, here, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just going to whip a few of these out, and uh, not everyone's going to get one, so if you don't get one, just, you know, sorry about about that. You want one? All right, you guys are right in the middle, so uh, heads up. See how I do there. All right, what we got? You want one? Oh, that was a good throw, actually, (laughs) if I do say so myself. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's easy. How did you miss that, Rachel? How did you miss that? You ready? There it comes. Anyone else? Oh, Steve. All right, you guys all watch out if you don't want one, all right? Because I'm not great at throwing. Oh, that was a pretty good throw. It's not bad. It's not bad. You can have another one. You want one? All right, just go. Not bad. All right, we got two coming here. There and there. That was, that was pretty, I'm pretty proud of myself. Oh, hit the fingertips. If you touch it, you got to catch it. Heads up back there. <laughs> all right, good, good. Everyone happy? Oh, you want another one? All right, all right, all right. We'll get two more out, and then we need to preach. All right, here, I'll do one more here. Here it comes. All right, give yourselves a hand. That's pretty good. Yeah. So you should have a gift box. I hope you have a gift box. And don't be... Don't be like a boring church person and be like, oh, I'm not going to do anything with this box. Uh, let's have some fun. Have some fun this morning. So get your gift box out. You should have a marker, um, and you're not going to keep these. So uh, just know that. But I, I, I want you to do something with these boxes. So if you're feeling real lazy and not participatory, just do the bare minimum, okay? And if you're feeling real artsy and like excited, then, then you can go over the top, okay? So you should have some kind of writing utensil. And I encourage sharing and swapping of writing utensils. So you can interact. You can pass markers down. If you want a different color, reach behind you. Reach. It's okay. If I see a little bit of commotion and hubbub, I'll know you're awake and I'll know you're into what we're doing. All right, so what I want you to do on these boxes, they are white. The Sharpies are pretty good. You shouldn't have to worry too much about getting stuff in your hands. I tested, see? I did something. I decorated my box. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, I did that. I did that. Don't put anything in here. 
Don't, not your old, not your messed up Hershey Kiss wrapper. Don't, don't put anything in. It's got to keep empty, all right? And uh, you're going to leave these here today, but you can do whatever you want on here. And you can doodle. You can take notes. You can write something. You can put your name. You can decorate. Christmassy. You can draw a squirrel on there. I don't care what you do on there, but do something that's you, and you can doodle all during the message. This is a gift to some of you, all right, <laughs> that you get to actually like do something on here. So if you want to multitask, you can be doing the Bible thing and doing the app thing, but I want you to write on these, do something on these that is you, okay? Does everyone understand? So start, do, you can start doodling now. If you're looking down, I'll assume you're doing that and uh, that you're also listening. Some of you guys, this might help you multitask a little bit, but thinking about gifted, thinking about our theme, uh, there's nothing like the pile, on Christmas morning. I remember being a kid and coming downstairs and you see under the tree the pile. And even if it's a smaller pile, it does something to you. You see those gifts under the tree and uh, it's exciting. It, uh, it produces something in you. It's family. It's, it represents relationships and people and a special day and togetherness. That pile is significant. Um, and, and when you look at the pile of gifts under a tree... Um, you realize, and you're not really thinking about this, but you realize clearly like all those gifts aren't for you. But it still affects you. Seeing the pile, just because all of them aren't for you, doesn't make that pile of gifts any less significant. All it does is communicate that there are multiple people in your life, that there's something to be celebrated, and something is going on. It represents vibrance and relationship and purpose and meaning. And so we're going to talk about the pile, because the truth is that we are all gifted. We are all gifted. We are all given something by God. And we are invited to step forward with our gift. And the question then becomes, where should I put my gift? Where should I put my gift? So pause doodling, let's pray, then you can resume. Holy Spirit, help us to answer this question in the way that you would want us to and help us by your power to act on what you lead us to do. Help us to know where to put our gift inspire us, inform us, and help us to make a decision to put our gift exactly where you want it and give us the power, the courage, the strength, the motivation, the desire to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. So we will look at some scriptures this morning. We're going to start in Romans chapter 12. That's where we will be for the first part of the message here. Uh, God wants us to put our gift on the pile. He gives us a gift or gifts, and he wants us to put our gifts on the pile. He wants us to serve the church so the church can serve the world. Romans chapter 12 helps us out a little bit to understand this. We're going to look at verses 3 through verses 8. Romans 12, 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Judge yourself so that others don't have to. Are you upset with people who get judgy with you? Judge yourself so others won't have to. Lead yourself so that others won't have to. He's talking about 
viewing ourselves rightly, having a sober judgment mindset about ourselves, not thinking too highly of ourselves. Now, when we think of the giving and the receiving of gifts, this has a unique application. If I think of myself more highly than I ought, if I don't think of myself with sober judgment, I am more likely to view myself as a receiver, not a giver. If I think I'm the stuff, if I think I'm the bee's knees, I'm going to look at everybody else as people that should be giving me something. And that affects what we do with the gifts we've been given. If I view myself with sober judgment, if I view myself in humility, if I have a proper view of myself, I am more likely to look at the world around me, to look at the people around me, to look at God's church, the body of believers, the spiritual community, whatever you want to call it. I'm more likely to look at that group of people and think of them as people that I want and should be giving to. If I look around me and see people that I consider to be more important than I am, I'm more likely to be loose-gripped with my gifts, excited to give my gifts, feel a responsibility to give my gifts. What we do with our gift, where we put our gift, is affected by our attitude about ourselves. It's affected by how we see ourselves. And how should we look at ourselves? If you're a follower of Jesus, you'd say, you know, it makes sense to me that I should have a similar mindset about myself and a similar mindset about where to put my gift that Jesus had. And I want to read something, and you can doodle. This is a perfect time to like really doodle because I'm going to read to you a scripture. And so this is how we imitate. Well, how, was, how did Jesus view himself? Where did he put his gift? Philippians 2 helps us with that. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility... Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, to have people give me their gifts. I came to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus had a sober judgment mindset about himself. And the thought there is that my attitude affects where I put my gift. It starts with me, my heart mindset, my relationship with God, how I view myself before God. Now, I'm not encouraging anybody to beat up on yourself, to be, to be doing that in an unhealthy way, but the truth is there does need to be a sober judgment mindset. We do need to take the time to judge ourselves with the Holy Spirit's mindset, and maybe we would be less upset about other people doing that to us if we would do it to ourselves, lead ourselves so that others don't have to. So do I have the mindset? Do I have the attitude of a giver? More than I have the attitude of just being a receiver. Am I a giver or should I be receiving? What is that subtle feeling we get when we're around other people? Am I someone that is to be served? It may be hard to admit that, the truth about that. 
that we view ourselves more as someone who should be served as opposed to someone who should be giving and serving. We put our gift on the pile when we see ourselves rightly and have a right attitude about ourselves, a humble attitude about ourselves. And the Holy Spirit can help us with that. The truth is we are broken, and that's why Jesus came to serve us, because we needed help, and he came to serve us. So if you're not a follower of Jesus here, and you're wondering where that attitude, how how you find balance with that, we find great esteem and love in the fact that God looks at us, he loves us as as his creation, but at the same time, we all also view ourselves as being broken. We see our limitations at the same time. We know that we are in need of God's grace and mercy. We believe that he came to die on the cross for our sin, giving his gift to us so that we're not just takers. We receive from him so we don't have to receive from anybody else. We're free of that. And so now we can be givers out of the abundance of what he's poured into our lives. Romans 12, 4. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So in Christ we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to the others. One of the awesome things about gift giving on Christmas morning, or whenever you do it, Christmas Eve, a few days before, a few days after, whatever your tradition is. One of the awesome things about gift giving is it it, it identifies and reveals a really awesome sense of belonging. Because if you think about it, a a true fulfilling time during the gift giving and receiving is the giving and the receiving. I'm part of a family here. I brought something. I know these people. I picked this out. You know, I know who they are and we're giving and we're watching their faces and we're enjoying the responses and we're laughing together. We're receiving. It's this beautiful give and take of looking around the room and seeing all the different dynamics And it speaks to us that I belong in this room with these people. And we want the other people in the room to feel like they belong. And belonging comes with receiving, but belonging certainly comes with giving. It's this beautiful, reciprocal contribution so that everyone in the room feels full. And we're not quite happy unless everyone in the room does feel full. And many of you, probably most of you have had people that maybe aren't part of your family or haven't been around for years that'll be in your living room or with you during one of these gift exchanges. And how concerned are you for the fact that they feel like they belong? You know, you're watching it, you're feeling it, you're going to great trouble to make sure they feel like they belong. And at the same time, you want to belong in that place. That's that beautiful thing of of, I've received something, I'm giving my gift, I need and I want the gifts of others and I'm willing to acknowledge that it's awesome that this person picked out something for me and we drop hints, some of you guys have an Amazon wish list, some of you guys like know exactly what you're getting because you talked to somebody else, but it all denotes belonging. Do I belong here? Belonging means giving, belonging means receiving what you need from other people and it takes humility to do that too. When you look at the body of Christ, when you look at the church, when you look at your spiritual community, when you look at this church, do you belong? Do you have a sense of belonging? Because those who belong feel like they should be giving, feel like they want to contribute, feel like they want to bless other people, bring their unique stuff and serve the church so the church can serve the world. Denotes a sense of belonging. So if you're sitting here and you're like, man, I don't belong, why is that? Are there steps you can take toward remedying that situation? Can you ask someone for help with that? 
How can you work toward a sense of belonging? Because we don't really feel like we want to be givers if we don't feel like we belong. And the truth is, the moment we come to Jesus, we lay our lives down before him, we say, fill my life with your forgiveness, your peace, your hope, your purpose, your joy, your meaning. I accept, Jesus, what you have for me. At that point, the truth is, we have the right to belong in the family of God. And he wants us in his family. And that starts this beautiful process, hopefully of many, quote, Christmas mornings, where we're giving and receiving And it's this beautiful thing where we're welcoming others in who are new to the whole process and helping them to learn to give their gifts. Maybe you're new to the family of God. You're like, man, I'm new to this church or you're new to faith. The goal is that you will belong and the goal is that you will be part of the giving process. Maybe you were just receiving for a while, but just like in a family, eventually the hope would be this beautiful give and take. Are you full of a sense of belonging about your church. And yes, I'm talking, you hear people say big church, big C church, little C church, the global church, you know, the local church. I'm talking about the local church in, in many ways this morning. This church, Riverside, the one you're at. Maybe if you're out of town, maybe I'm talking about your church, but what church do you belong to? What community of believers, what body of Christ are you actually a part of? Who are you sitting with on Christmas morning? And the truth is, Sunday morning, when we all get together, when you're in your small groups, that's your church. Those are your people, your spiritual community. Do you feel a sense of belonging to that spiritual community? One that makes you want to give your gift and receive the gifts of other people. My sense of belonging affects where I put my gift. So, Romans 12, going on. And and by the way, I think it's worth noting here that sometimes we're tempted to skip this part, especially the longer we're Christians. Sometimes we look at the belonging part where, you know, I don't feel like I belong there. You know, this person upset me, or I don't like this part of this church, or their their building is ugly, or, you know, they're, they're these people that go there. And we rack up, it's easy for us to rack up these blemishes on the church, And we see all the faults. And and man, the more you're a part of a family, isn't it true that you see the faults? I mean, look at your own family. Can you identify the faults and imperfections of your close family members? Absolutely. You don't know somebody unless you do. So the more you belong, the more you will see the brokenness and the humanity and the deficiencies, the things you don't like. And so we're tempted to take our gift that God gave us and go, you know, I'm gonna skip the church part. I'm not putting my gift on the pile. Because I'm just going to take my gift directly to the world because I don't need the church. Let me just say, I don't think you can read the Bible cover to cover and come away with the fact that that is God's plan for us. It's not. For better or for worse, he wants us to serve the church so the church can serve the world. He wants us to put our gift on the pile with everyone else's so that the power of that can be truly impacting So when you're tempted to skip it and go, I'm just going to take my gift and take it straight to the world because the church is annoying to me, or I don't like the church, the church is ugly to me, or the church has morning breath, remember that Jesus loves his church. He loves his bride. He died for her. He died for the church. So even if she has morning breath, look what he did when she had morning breath. Look at his loyalty and his commitment. How much more should we be committed to his flawed, broken, moody, imperfect church? We should be committed, and it's worth it, because the church is powerful.
And when she's doing her job, and when she's on point, there is nothing like her. There's nothing like the church. So I encourage you to put that gift on the pile along with everyone else's. Be part of the church. Work to find that sense of belonging. So let's move on. Romans 12, verse six. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. We all have different gifts. And the wording that struck me there was the fact that he says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. And then he says, do your gifts in accordance with your faith. And, and when I was reading that and thinking about it, I, I think a, a, a solid grasp may be, or part of what he's getting at there, is this thought. That my understanding of what I have and where I am affects where I put my gift. How mature spiritually are you? Well, that affects what you do with your gifts and how you give and how you serve. What's your life situation? What's your level of pain and trauma right now? What's your level of health? What are your circumstances? What's your job? What's what's going on with you spiritually? What's going on with you relationally? How old are you? How long have you been serving God? Do you know what your gifts are? Just partially. Some of you guys might say, I know exactly what my gifts are. We are at different phases of spiritual development, spiritual maturity. All of us are in different places relationally and in life in general. We all have different things. And we view those different things as just being, well, well, I cook eggs and I fix cars. And, you know, and that's okay to view it that way. But there are a lot of other variables that affect our gift set. And a lot of it is our situation, our development, our spiritual maturity. So that's a huge thing to stop and say, okay, like, where am I? And some of us would say, well, I'm not mature enough to serve, or I'm hurting too bad to serve, or we'd go on. Or some of us, it's your physical state. You have literal physical disabilities or problems, sicknesses that affect your health. And you're like, man, I'm not sure what I can do or where I can do it. Paul is saying here, figure out where you are and what gifts you have And give according to where you are. Give according to where you are in life. Everybody can give something and everybody has something. Give according to your spiritual maturity, your life situation, your relational situation. There's something you can give. There's always a gift to put on the pile. Instead of being upset and saying, I don't have anything or I wish I had more. And there are all these things we do in our head. Reasons we shouldn't put our gift on the pile. We look at our own lives and we're tempted, even in our own pain, not to give at all. Sometimes part of our healing process is to give when we are in lack and pain. It's part of God's plans for us. Give according to the faith and the grace that he's poured into your life and do it with everything you got. Do it so that at the end of your life, you can say, I put my gift on the pile. I left it all out there. I did the absolute best I probably could with, with what I'd been given. And I can stand before Jesus and say, I did it. What you gave me, I put it on the pile. I served your church so the church can serve the world. Now, the beautiful thing about this is, you may say, well, I don't have much, or I have this niche thing, or whatever. Well, if you give it alone, that may be lame. 
But if you put it on the pile, that whole pile is you. The power of the pile of gifts of everybody putting it on, that's where the power comes from. So the question is not how much you're giving. The question is, when you look at the pile, is your gift in it? Because if your gift is in that pile, then whatever the church does, whatever the power of the church by the power of the Holy Spirit accomplishes in this world, you get to look at that and say, I was part of that. I gave everything I had and I was part of that and look what God did with it. That's the beauty of the pile. You have a specific gift. Step forward with it. Talk to God about what that is. Action is stressed here. And intensity is stressed here. One last portion of scripture I think adds something to this and it's out of Ephesians chapter four. I hope you're doodling and writing and doing things on your box. It's gonna be good. We don't want any lame boxes here. It's not a lame box if you do something. If you do nothing, it's lame. No, even if you don't do anything, still it's worth something. <laughs> not for the purpose of the message, for the purpose of the box. Ephesians chapter four, verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought he gave pastors, apostles, prophets to do all of the work and, and we just go rah, rah, thanks. I thought he gave them to just pour into all of us. Well, who's all of us? I mean, aren't you these things too? Wait, so giver, am I a giver or a receiver? We're back to that question. Am I a giver or am I a receiver? He gave these leadership positions to equip his people for works of service, to give to the church so the church can give to the world, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You can go all the way back to Abraham. He said, I'm going to bless you so you can bless the nations. I'm going to build the church up so the church can serve the world and show who I am to a lost and broken world so that the world can be impacted. And, and so many times we've got our eyes down on the, on the small stuff, but we have to look up at the pile to see the power and the magnitude. Then if you take the pile of, of Riverside's gifts and you combine it with all the other churches in the area and all the ch other churches worldwide, well, then you got something. You have a world-transforming pile of gifts when you start looking at it that way, but we have to look at it. And so often we have our eyes on our gift, what we're doing with it, whether we're doing it with it at all. And, and what Ephesians 4, for our purposes this morning, 11 uh, through 13, for me is, it's about focus. He's painting a big picture. Here's what all of this is about, he's saying. Here's why Jesus gave all this stuff. Look at the big picture of what it's all about. And the thought there is, is that my focus affects where I put my gift. Do I see the big picture? of what God is trying to do through my gifts? Am I able to step back with the help of the Holy Spirit and see the master plan here? That it's not just about me and my well-being and my satisfaction and my health and wholeness. Ultimately, it's about something that God wants to do with his church to accomplish something in the world, to show who he is to the world. And until we see and are willing to step back and see the big picture, it's going to affect how readily we put our gifts on the pile. But when we look at the big picture, it's inspiring. How can you look at the big picture that he's painting here and say, I don't want to be part of that. God made me. 
He gave me awesome stuff. He died on the cross to restore and redeem that stuff. And he wants me to do something with it. To step beyond receiving and I want to give. He's blessed me so I can bless the world. How do I, what's the best way I can bless the world? Put your gift on a pile that will have huge impact in the world. Serve the church so the church can serve the world. And that's the thing this morning. I've been repeating it over and over, and I hope it sticks in your head. Put your gift on the pile. Put your gift on the pile. Serve the church so the church can serve the world. This is exactly what Jesus did. He happened to have the one and only unique gift of all time. Jesus did this. He brought his gift a pure, unblemished life, and he put his gift on the pile. He paved the way in sacrifice. He didn't do it for himself. He laid his life down literally on the pile. And because he did so, he paved the way as an example for us. But that also ensured that we have something to give. We don't give out of our sin and brokenness. We give out of his abundance that he has poured into us. So if you're here and you're not a follower of Jesus, this is awesome news. That there is nothing in your past, there is nothing about your brokenness and your humanity that can mess this up as long as we receive the gift that Jesus gave to us. Put your gift on the pile. Do what Jesus did. He laid down his life for his church. A broken church, a morning breath church, a flawed church, but he gave it all. He didn't hold anything back. Shouldn't that inspire us to do the same? Now, this is where we do something with our gifts, with this here. First of all, in the app, please look down at all of the links that are in there. We wanted to resource you with some practical tools to actually act on what you're doing this morning. Let me just say real clear, real blunt, and real unapologetically. If you're not doing anything in this church, I want to invite you and encourage you to think about that. I want to encourage you and invite you and ask you to be part of what this church is doing. What gift do you have that you can put on the pile? You can think about that, you can pray about that, and ultimately I hope that you'll decide to act on that. I can do something, something to help this church so this church can help the world. There's a link for contribute groups in there. You can sign up, and not everything can you sign up for, but we try to be organized, we try to make it easy, we try to make it accessible. You can click on that link, you can sign up for a contribute group today so that you can start serving and volunteering at this church. You can talk to one of the pastors or one of the leaders or someone with a lanyard and say, look, I want to do something. I have gifts. I want to start doing something to build God's church. I want to start serving the church instead of just being a receiver. I want to be a giver. So maybe you need help with that. There are other links in there where you can look and see gifts inventories, where you can look and kind of start to discover what you're good at, what your passions are. But here's the deal. Do something. Inaction is not a response to this. Make it a matter of prayer and step out there. Sometimes you don't know what your gift is until you get out and start trying stuff. And you may be over here serving, doing this for a while, and you're like, man, I don't, that doesn't really fit. So just keep working it. Keep working it until God puts you in the right place, but do something. Because the truth is, time's ticking away. There are a lot of people out in the world that aren't sitting in this room. There are a lot of people in these areas, in this city, that aren't here this morning with us. 
We want this to be a place that is running powerfully and smoothly because everyone's putting their gift on the pile so that we can be a church that makes an impact. And, and what am I talking? I'm talking about with our time, with our effort, with our volunteering, with our financial giving. Put your gift on the pile. Serve the church so the church can serve the world. As a representation of this, this morning, and, and, and with the question on the screen, where will you put your gift? And I want a little commotion here. A, a little bit of chaos and commotion is totally fine. I want every one of these boxes to be right on the stage right here. So what I need to do, what we need to do for just a second here, is get all those boxes down here. So I'm gonna let you just do that. If you wanna get up, you wanna take the row. If you're on the end and you wanna collect the row, that's fine, let's just get all the boxes. You figure it out. Just get all the boxes from your row. Let's get them up here. And I might want some of you to stay in a range too. So Rachel, Angie, be ready. I might need you to arrange, make them nice. Let's just get them on the stage. Let's make them nice. See if you can put them up here and, and let's build on what we're doing here. Put, it, put them up here and like arrange them however you want. And as you bring your gifts up, we're, we'll have them arranging and touching and kind of moving them around. Thank you. Bring them all up. Thank you. Let's get all the boxes. We don't want any boxes left in the chairs. You can help others by bringing their boxes up. It's okay. Let's get some, let's uh, arrange them. It's good, however you want. I'm loving the color. This looks good, man. You guys are good. This looks good. This looks real good. This is good. Don't be a Grinch. It's appropriate t-shirt. That's the spiritual truth right there. Don't be a Grinch. I love it. This is so good. Yeah, do you guys want to arrange? Is there something you can do? The, can you make a couple pot? Can you guys work the front and pile some up high? That'd be great. If you're good at arranging. Yeah, we can, we can stack some of them. Yeah, I think that make them look nice, whatever you want to do. Appreciate that. And I know this stage is a little lower, so it's harder for you guys in the back to, to see. Um, this looks pretty cool. And I didn't know what this was going to look like, but I'm loving how they cover the whole front of the stage. And you guys are really amazingly artistic. <laughs> I feel like mine stinks. Incredible Christmas tree over there. This is really, really cool. And I see a lot of different things. I see words on some of these. It's really good. There's a lot of diversity here. And the color. I see a creature with a horn on it. <laughs> is that a narwhal or something? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey man, it takes all kinds, right? Church needs some narwhals. Needs neat people, sloppy people. It needs it all. Looks good. Looks good. There's a lot of potency to this metaphor. I hope it's not lost on you. I hope that you can look at something like this and not feel like a sense of obligation. Just like you don't feel a sense of obligation on a Christmas morning. That you can look at this and think, this is an opportunity. This is beautiful. It's beautiful. And I want to be part of it. I hope you look up here and you think like, I want my gift to be in that. I'm okay with it being a tile in the mosaic so that the world can look at this and see something beautiful. And somehow look at all of this. The world can look at all of this. 
and not hear that. <laughs> the world can look at all of this. And somehow through that mosaic, they can see Jesus and not just see us. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I'm gonna pray over you and I hope that you will take some time as we worship to pray, to think. If you wanna come forward and pray, if you wanna stay at your seat and reflect, use the worship as a way to respond, I hope there will be an actionable response for you this morning. I hope we'll see some people volunteer for some stuff. I hope we'll have some good conversations. I hope you'll take some action. Jesus, I pray for those that are here this morning who need to take the first step of receiving your awesome and unique gift to us. There are some that might be here this morning that have never really had that first conversation with you and said, Jesus, I want you. I want to have a relationship with you. I, I want your love and your grace and your mercy. I need your forgiveness and cleansing for my past. And I want this dream to come true that you have for me, that you died to restore God, I pray those prayers would be prayed in this room this morning that you would respond. I pray for the people who are here this morning who maybe for whatever reason just need to say, God, forgive me because my gift hasn't been on the pile. I've not really been doing anything to serve the church, your church. Forgive me for that. And I want to, I want to start a new era. I want to start giving according to the faith and the grace that you've given me. I'm going to do something in this next season of my life. Maybe you're here this morning and your prayer is, God, help me. Lord, you know those who need to pray. Holy Spirit, give me strength. Because you look down on them, God, and you see that they are serving. They are giving. And maybe they're looking around. They're getting discouraged that they're the only ones. Or not enough people are. For whatever reason, they're feeling tired, maybe a little discouraged, maybe second-guessing. Maybe wanting to step back, pull their gift out of the pile. Holy Spirit of God, will you give strength to those who are placing their gift on the pile every week and every month for your church to serve your church so the church can serve the world. Holy Spirit, give them strength to do it one more week, one more month, one more year. Help those who are gathered here to identify their gifts and by the power of the Holy Spirit to put their gifts on the beautiful pile that you've arranged in your church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.